Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. Excited for today's conversation. We have been getting so many questions from you you guys, the listeners, on all channels, in all forms, email, social platforms. So we are going to be bringing you a listener Q&A today. And I'm going to be honest, Tommy, some of my favorite conversations and episodes that we do are when Mm -hmm. we get to address real life, real people like you guys sending us these questions. And it's like, man, there's just a direct call to action to you and to everybody else that had the same question that just didn't reach out. So I'm excited for today. If you're new to the podcast and you want to learn more about our journey with fasting and how it's transformed our life and how we named it Fasting for Life, head back to episode one, give it a listen. You'll hear more about our story and just the power of fasting. And from then up until now, now we're up over 200 episodes, just incredible, bringing you value, we hope, each and every week. So if you are new, welcome. Thanks for giving us a shot. If you're an OG, you've been listening for a while, thank you for continuing to follow us and continuing to be on this journey with us as well. And as always, We love the reviews, especially the five-star kind. So if you would be so kind to drop us a kind word, if you're enjoying the podcast, share your testimonial. We'll share it live on air Yeah, as well. Happy to celebrate you and the hard work that you're doing. So Tommy, as we hop into the Q&A today, some of these conversations, it's interesting to me that we're however many episodes in, millions of downloads in, right? Thank you again mm-hmm. to everybody that listens. Yeah. And I'm still shocked that there we haven't run out of things to talk about. Now, the research continues <laughs> it's just to, fasting, you know, right? Just right? It's just fasting, eating, right? Yeah. Just stop eating. It's and then, then end of end of conversation, right? Yeah. I remember somebody said to reply to one of our emails for our challenges once. And they were like, why would I? Because mm-hmm. we do we do a, a seven day master fasting event. Right. And they're like, why would I pay somebody to tell me not to eat? I'm like, (laughs) it's my favorite. I mean, it's a great point. Right. The challenge is so much more than that. Right. We, of course, by by the end of it, we very, we talk very little about the actual schedule. And it's so much more about the lifestyle and the application and the habits and the mindset and all that stuff. But I just think, like, you know, it's just funny to me that after all this time, we still have stuff to talk about. You know, in the research, like I mentioned, I'll land the plane on that thought, keeps changing, right? There's more time restricted eating articles. There's more Mm -hmm. stuff on insulin resistance and carb insulin model of obesity. And there's more supporting data to changing the standard metric that we use in our healthcare system in terms of cholesterol and salt and hazard ratios of cardiovascular risk and diabetes and all this stuff. So on mm-hmm. that front, I'm not surprised. But on this side, right, the more lifestyle application side, like we just continue to have conversations that make me stop and go, man, there's just a need for more people talking about this stuff. Yeah. And even though fasting has become more mainstream, I still get blown away by it each and every yes. time. 
I know, so do I. But you know, everyone's lifestyle is is so potentially different. So many right. moving parts, so many variables that there's always another situation that's like, ah, oh, it's a little unique, or it's a different season of life, or hey, now I retired, or I just had kids, or somebody else in my family is is going through X, Y, and Z, or is fighting me on X, Y, and Z. Maybe that marriage merge hasn't quite happened yet, right? So, so there's 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 always some conversations going on, and and some way to kind of level those up and undo something that I did not optimally, you know, in the past. Right. Or maybe I maybe I misunderstood it or maybe it was misunderstood by everybody. Heck, I mean, we went through decades of like, you know, low fat, rah, rah, you know, and we're still kind of paying for for some of that, you know, from way back in the day. Yeah, 100 percent. And we're always looking for that one percent improvement. Right. And some days it's point one percent. Some days it's one percent. Some days it's 10 percent. Right. But yeah. we want to continually move forward and you know be aware of the things we're doing and and break some of those those behavior patterns when it comes to our relationship with food and alcohol mm -hmm. and sleep and stress because ultimately it's not about the weight it's about healing it's about health it's about longevity it's about quality of life again there's that word life that we you know because for us it was it was a life transformation right that put us on a completely different path so when we go over these questions, you know, we're coming from a place of, you know, individuality, a place of personalization and coaching. So you may or may not agree with the, the come from, but it's the nuance in between the black and white in the dieting world and the weight loss world that we want to dispel, mm -hmm. right? It can work for you, something you're doing and something that same thing can be done exactly the same way by another person and it's not going to stick, right? Mm. So when yeah. we talk about this stuff, for instance, we had a question that come in that came in that says, does it matter when I take Himalayan salt? Mm. Sounds simple, right? What is what a simple question? <laughs> and the answer is no. Yeah. But my question is, why are you taking it? Mm. So the salt studies have been really powerful lately where you look at the hazard ratio of being undersalted versus oversalted versus where is that sweet spot? And the RDA yeah. amount of 2,300 milligrams. Now we're not talking about refined, processed, you know, table salt, sodium, just chloride. sodium chloride, right? The Morton stuff, okay? We're talking mm -hmm. about the difference of the therapeutic salts, the mineral-based salts, the Celtic salts, the Redmond's real salt, Himalayan salt, et cetera. If you're looking at the, the RDA 2300 milligrams of sodium recommendation, and then you look at some of the studies for the hazard ratios, being undersalted is a big problem. And it's yeah. not that salt has been demonized where salt gets blamed for what insulin does right correct yep that's a problem that's a problem and then it, it lives within a lot of our subconscious behaviors and, and action patterns and all these things that we've been you know kind of taught over the years but the, the thing is as we get more consistent with our fasting that salt matters because we get a chance for insulin to come down well when that comes down then we have an, an effect we get to release some of the water that we've been holding on to aldosterone comes down and then the, the problem is that a lot of those salts that we had have to flush away with the water that we're that we're losing at that point too so supplementing with some himalayan salt is so important but what we've been what we've heard throughout many decades was that you know salt was kind of a really bad thing that needed to be controlled but when we're fasting we're we're kind of on the opposite side of that right despite the bad science you know behind that recommendation too so the recommendation is 4 to 6 grams a day and that's through your food supply through your nutrition windows and through you know secondary supplementation like we mm -hmm. prefer the elements right mm -hmm. we got a link in the show notes too you can grab it you get a free sample pack if you order any size box super cool We've been partnered with them for a long time. 
breaks up the monotony of the water, gets some good salt in if you're salt averse and you don't like mm -hmm. the taste. This is a great yeah. way to mask it. Yep. But looking at that four to six month, we did a whole episode on that, so I won't go down that rabbit hole, but I had a frustrating conversation recently with a family member where they came to visit and they were feeling foggy and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, food choices, alcohol, all this stuff, not a lot of mm -hmm. sleep. And I was like, here, here's a salt. So I did what I do is is a, is a half a teaspoon of Redmond's real salt. If you're listening, Redmond's, give us a shout out. Reach out to us. We'd love to, <laughs> we'd love to partner with you. We use your and products every day. <laughs> half, every day, every single day right now in my Stanley staring at me as we're recording. Put in half a teaspoon and then I do an LMNT. And that gets me roughly close to two grams of salt. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to circle back to this, to the does it matter when I take my salt question. So they were here. They started doing it like, man, I feel so much better. I can't believe like my swelling in my legs are down, like all of this stuff. Family member goes home, uh, goes to the doctor. Hey, my blood pressure is like really high. Mm. Okay. Doctor tells him to start, stop using the salt. Okay. And I'm like, okay, it's not the 50 extra pounds and the 20 pounds of visceral fat. It's not the, the daily alcohol or the mm. food consumption. It's yeah. a gram and a half more salt per day that's causing the problem. Mm. Now, if you're super salt adverse or if you're on diabetics, right, there is, there is a very small subset of people that are sensitive to salt. Yeah. You have a salt hypersensitivity. For the rest of us, that's not the case. Insulin is being blamed. It needs to be blamed, not the salt. So I was frustrated because I'm like, man, I had you on the right path, but then one comment yeah. derails it. Right. So it's it's not the daily alcohol. It's, it's not the dip. It's not the, all the other stuff. It's literally the salt. I was like, okay, well, back to the question. Does it matter when I take my Himalayan salt? Ultimately, no. I want you to think of these Himalayan salts, Tommy. We say this as more of like a, a mineral multivitamin. Like you're going to yeah. get all of your trace minerals and your salt together because we had another question about, should I be taking salt, LMNT and trace minerals all on the same day? Mm. And the reality is no. So I'm going to go back to my original question is why are you using the salt? And on fasting days, you mentioned it. Well, because we're not taking in enough food, we're losing those electrolytes when aldosterone comes on. So we're using it mm -hmm. as an electrolyte replacement. So you've got a couple of options. I prefer to stack my day with proper hydration. So I do my salt water in the morning, mm -hmm. which then allows me to have to drink less and feel less dehydrated throughout the day. It also yeah. helps with my circadian rhythm. Yeah. Wow. And that, that kind of checks that big box early in the day too. I remember a great like self-improvement book from back in the day. I think it was by Brian Tracy. Maybe I have to correct me if I'm wrong, but Sounds about right. it was, it was called eat the frog. It's called eat the frog. Yeah. And so remember eat the frog. So if you, if you had to eat a frog, if you knew you woke up and every day you had to eat a frog, you may as well just do it at the beginning of the day. Right? So drink the yeah. frog in this case, right? <laughs> just get it done. Check the box. What even a terrible if you, you visual. <laughs> I know, but it kind of sticks with you though. I love it. So getting that that proper hydration in the beginning of the day means I have less to worry about later on in the day. It's also a, a good subconscious vote for your fasting lifestyle too. It's like, yeah, you know what? This is important. I'm going to do it at the beginning of the day. And then it can become a habit like that. And, and other things can follow a little bit more easily too, which is yep. a really good thing. Yeah. So it ultimately doesn't matter when you do it. I also like to use another half a teaspoon to a teaspoon if I've worked out and I'm fasting and I haven't had a meal yet or if I've sweat yeah. a lot, it was 100 plus degrees here in Houston for, I don't know, all eternity. It felt like this summer, one of the hottest <laughs> summers on record. So I would increase my salt intake. Anytime if I'd wake up and my legs were stiff, maybe I did a long Peloton ride the day before, I would add a little bit more salt because it has the magnesium component in it. 
so think of the Himalayan salt and the Celtic salts as therapeutic salts, almost as like your mineral multivitamin with increasing your sodium, which is beneficial when you're fasting. So great question, little different perspective. Now I want to transition into the to the question that came in in regards to someone who's at their, this came in from Sue, maintaining at 128 to 130 pounds. Mm -hmm. She's doing mostly an OMAD schedule with a little bit more extended window, but really not sure if she should still be taking salt, LMNT, and trace minerals every day. So she feels, I feel feeling a little bit left out without a goal, still struggling mm -hmm. with some body dysmorphia. Sue's lost over 80 pounds, okay? Wow. Congrats, Following Sue. a fasting lifestyle, right? Shout out. And now she's on, what, what do we call it, Tommy? Oh, she's definitely on maintenance island. She's feeling like she's alone out there in a deserted maintenance island right now. Like, oh, five percent of the else population out here? Yeah, maintaining right? the weight they've lost. Five percent. Yeah, it's lonely That's all at the it top, is. as they say. Lonely there, right? Living yeah. on maintenance island. Don't know what she should do. And the answer is no to the first part. You don't have to be taking salt and lemon teas and trace minerals every day. Mm -hmm. I like to use trace minerals again as a mineral multivitamin. So you're getting all of the minerals that support the thyroid and healthy weight loss, all of the stuff, the micronutrients, yeah. right, that your body needs. And then you could use the salt when you eat. And then if you are feeling a little bored with water, you can throw in an LMNT, but sure. there's overlap between all of them. The salt by itself is just salt with the trace minerals. The LMNT is just salt with just magnesium, like salt. Yeah. magnesium Sodium, and potassium. potassium. Yeah. for the electrolytes, right? And then trace minerals is all of the minerals without the salt. So you really mm -hmm. only need to use one of them, yeah. maybe every now and then a secondary one. But the second part about this, this maintenance island, feeling a little bit out of it, like mm. she's used fasting to get to her maintenance goal and now she's thriving, but now she's right. still struggling with the smaller size and frame and compliments and all this stuff. So like, what do I do on maintenance island? Like, yeah, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I don't have an itinerary for this trip here to Maintenance Island. So I really find it to be a helpful driver of really good habits and continuing the process, even if you don't have weight to lose, which you know, you don't have to have weight to lose to have a fasting lifestyle as a, yeah. as a very supportive piece of your of your health, you know, control and lifespan and longevity, you know, kind of equation. It's incredible. Right. So just understanding that Sue's still fasting, even if she's not fasting for weight loss. And so, right. and so that, that's a really good thing, but she feels like she kind of has that under her belt. So then fr from this point, I would say, okay, well, what else is it that you're, you're kind of striving for? It could be, you know, something physical. Like I, I like, I like physical goals. They, they might be strength related, or it might be something, you know, aesthetic, or it might be something that has to do with, let's say a DEXA scan and seeing what your visceral fat number is. It might have to do with, you know, when you do a DEXA scan, you can do a basal metabolic rate test. You can get an idea for what your metabolic rate is. And and there's some some optimization that can kind of go along with that through cardiovascular health and resistance training that those kind of things, those those work together. What is what does your blood work look like? What kind of activity related goals might you have? Like for me, I took up rock climbing, but I couldn't do it 50, 60, 70 pounds ago. I laugh you know? every time what? you say that because I just think of myself 60 pounds ago trying to rock right. climb. No, I know it's ridiculous, right? So it's interesting. There's there's a whole other world that can kind of start to open up as you you know feel more comfortable in your skin and more you know you can potentially be more active. You know, find some new hobbies and recreations and things like that. I like 
goals based on those things that are like really interesting to me, especially if they're physical ones. And, you know, setting your sight on something like that means I'm never without a goal. I'm never without something that I'm kind of striving for because I, I, I just like to improve. And if you, because subconsciously, if you don't have something like that, you might be at risk of regressing into if weight has always been a goal and then now you, you like left this void that can sometimes bring back yeah. some of the subconscious behaviors where you go like, well, maybe I'll do a little self-sabotaging so I kind of have something to do, which sounds really self-destructive. But when we're sometimes, what do they say, an, an idle mind is the devil's playground. Like it, it's almost like um, give give your brain something to focus on so it doesn't feel tempted to kind of revert back to old habits for sure. 100%. So the long-term dysmorphia struggle after losing so much weight, mm -hmm. you know, and for once and for all, finally keeping it off. Yes. I mean, that's a real thing. And mm -hmm. it's not going to just change overnight, right? Like your new identity is now going to be shaped by how you show up day to day. So having new goals, like you said, finding new hobbies, you know, maybe it's a business goal or a travel goal mm. or a relational goal, or yeah. it doesn't always have to be about the health and the weight and the weight yeah. of the weight, right? That True. comes the struggle bus that comes with yeah. that. So could really be love that related or spiritual yep, could, or you know, yeah, yeah. yeah if you uh, want, academic, yeah, go academic. Google Wheel of Life, right? Like in all the different areas of life, it could be a goal in any and the fasting skills you used to get you here, you can still apply. A thousand right? percent, yeah. It's going to keep you there. It's going to allow you to maintain the weight loss and the health and the vitality, and you're still going to get the benefits, the vast benefits of fasting. Mm -hmm that are non-weight loss related. So I just love that question. Keep up the great yeah. work, Sue. Keep crushing um, Absolute inspiration to so many people out there. So I want to transition to another question that came in. And this question is, I'm looking for some advice on my fasting and eating. The last few days, I found it harder to fast and even harder closing my nutrition opportunity. It's like mm. I'm more hungry than I've been in months. I think lunch and dinner, no snacks will do me good. It's worth a try at least. Yeah. Wow. It's worth a try at least. No, for sure it's worth a try. If you don't feel like something else that you've been doing has been working, whether that's that's been OMAD or maybe it's been a little bit more of an open window, like a, a three or a four or a six hour, you know, eating opportunity, you know, putting some clear boundaries there and doing something like a clear two mad, two meals a day, even if you have been successfully fasting for longer than that it can almost feel like, oh man, I don't want to backslide. I don't want to go backwards. I've already done some longer fast. Maybe you have some, some really long fasts under your belt. Like sometimes your ego doesn't want you to like take a step back or two. But if, if you feel like it's been really hard to successfully complete a fast lately, there's no shame in downshifting temporarily and going, wait, wait a minute. I'm not sure really what's going on right now, but let me go back to something that I know that I can pull off without it being too much of a stretch here. Let me pull off a few of those. Let me stack up a few wins. And then there's always going to be later on in the week, or there's always going to be next week where I can go, okay, now maybe, uh, you know, I want to do a little bit longer fast than this too mad and kind of tighten it up and see how that, how that feels. But it's absolutely worth stacking up some wins because if you just have a string of losses, that that's not motivating. That's not, that's not helping the scale, but more importantly, it's not helping your mindset for sure. Right? Yeah. Hey, y'all wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. 
And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air, air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up. But it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. What I hear in here is almost like a, like a fasting fatigue mm -hmm. or a fasting frustration, right? Where you're like, man, I was doing yeah. so good. And then all of a sudden wheels came off for some reason. Yeah. Like, why is it more difficult? And there's so many things like we were talking about things that affect blood sugar, which can affect cravings, right? Like mm -hmm. no, nasal sprays, like allergy nasal True. sprays. Yeah. It's like a seasonal, uh, a seasonal yeah. frustration. Yeah. Yeah. Immune responses to the flu, mm -hmm. et cetera. Cortisone injections, certain medications, right? Like stress, hydration, like there's so many things. Monthly cycle, transitions. Yeah. Through the hormone sleep, cycle. A rough couple of nights of sleep and just right. throw a wrench and everything. Yep. So when I look at this, I love where you just came from is like, okay, how do I get back on track? Okay, well, you're going to try something. Mm -hmm. Great. You didn't just stay stuck. Oh, I'll just do OMAD forever. Okay, well, what are your results on OMAD? Well, I don't know. I just keep gaining and losing the last five pounds. Okay, well, OMAD's not your solution for, for weight loss then if you're trying to lose weight. <laughs> Let's do something different, yeah. If you're at maintenance and you're getting good nutrition and you're doing a one window a day, like one to two hour window and you're getting good, great. Mm -hmm. But if you've got 30 pounds to lose, OMAD's not your solution. So try something else, right? So that's what I love, yeah. the action that's taken here because we always, this is the motivation matrix like we think we're going to get motivated we're going to take an action we're going to get a result we're like yay me where mm -hmm. the equation actually is you take an action you get a result and you stay motivated right mm -hmm. so i love this framework so, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do it great right because that will break you out of the crux of the fasting fatigue now 
one thing to consider here too is is throughout the hormone cycle for women when we're get post ovulation as we're getting into the later into the luteal phase before menses starts your body is going to be burning more energy sometimes two three four hundred extra calories a day mm -hmm. so your hunger may go up your cravings may go up feed your body put in some some citrus fruits some some squashes some non-refined non-processed natural carbohydrates stay hydrated you know nourish the thyroid nourish the hormones with with trace minerals with using the healthy salts because it may just be that you're at a certain point in your cycle where it's like your body's telling you yeah don't white knuckle it right now right yeah and that's totally normal but that is such an individualistic thing so you have to try it out compare and contrast this month to last month mm -hmm. or this month to next month right and that it's just i want to highlight here the taking in action which is the yeah. part that i really love wow i love that and then also whenever you're being proactive with your plates like that and you're including some of those good you know starchy vegetables and some of those those good healthy fruits as well especially the the lower glycemic fruits you know where like berries when, yeah yeah some good berries when, when you're very strategic like that that significantly lowers your chances of having cravings that you feel like you're having to white knuckle through like you mentioned that then might end up resulting in some sort of binge behavior or some sort of like okay well i kind of got off the rails because you know i i let in all those kind of craveable foods more highly processed and things that aren't making me you know feel good they're not doing good things on the scale they're not really supporting my health at this point and if we're nourishing ourselves when we get the signal to do so then it can be much easier to not have that happen you know which we oftentimes hear about as being part of the cyclical you know kind of craving cycle right yeah for sure i love the other idea here is when you're struggling with your windows move your windows and then i really want to add in prioritize protein mm -hmm. like if you eat a a big old steak it's really hard to be like man i think i want another big old steak sure if you eat yeah. a dinner roll with butter it's really easy to say man i want another dinner roll with butter <laughs> it's really hard to say i don't want another dinner roll with butter. correct <laughs> right so just just some perspective there but great yeah. great question great way to take action just absolutely love it so we got two more i want to go over here tommy this is a question that came in what are the who, what, why, how, and when as it pertains to momentary maintenance or weight loss plateaus? Dun, dun, dun. Mm, good question. What are examples of best practices, please? Hmm. Momentary maintenance and, uh, and weight loss plateaus. Momentary maintenance is almost like- That's our phrase, to, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah we've we coined it momentary that, right? maintenance because plateaus and slowdown are normal. For sure. It's also, it can be like, there are times during your, your journey, your fasting journey, your fat loss journey, where you kind of need to take a pause and almost mentally catch up with some of the physical changes. That's one of the big parts of, you know, potential momentary maintenance, where it's like, there are going to be behaviors that I need in maintenance that I didn't need during my fat loss phase. And that I definitely didn't have or didn't need during my fat gaining, my weight gaining phase. And what that means is that if I can understand that I'm going to need to get some reps in. So I'm going to need to get comfortable using a little bit of a bigger window so I can get enough nutrition, enough good nutrition in when I'm breaking my fast and before I start my next fast. That's going to be a big part of maintenance, right? Like that, that's going to be a foundational thing in maintenance. Well, if I wait until I get to this end goal or forever goal or my maintenance goal in order to start taking those swings or, you know, getting some of those reps, it's going to be really hard for that to feel very sustainable because that's going to feel very on off. 
very like yo-yo diet mentality, even if I'm not really thinking about it that way. So it's, it's good to get a lot of those practice reps in way beforehand. And if you find yourself in like the, the scales not really moving right now, sometimes that can be a, a great time because sometimes that's, that's a sign that I've been under consuming for a while and it can be good to take a pause. I have a little momentary maintenance. Maybe I take this week and just focus on really good nutritional choices, but maybe I'm bringing in a little bit more food than what I'm used to and kind of gear up for the next, you know, down leg, if you will, in my fat loss journey. Yeah. And one of the greatest tools we have is that, that ADF schedule, right? That modified ADF schedule. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just so powerful. You're literally just sending all the right signals. There's a couple of things, not just to say, oh, this is your next fasting window solution, because that's not typically the solution. Mm -hmm. What we find when you get to what I want to talk about is the term slippage. And then I want to talk about the fact that if you've lost, because typically these don't happen like right out the gate, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I lost three pounds. I'm at a plateau. <laughs> uh, no, you ain't just changed anything yet. Okay. Your body right. hasn't changed. Your habits ain't changed. You, you're not really. Yeah. <laughs> you're going. fasting 12 hours. Okay, great. Yeah. Get back to work. <laughs> right. Cause if you just didn't eat for 48 hours, the scale would move. I <laughs> promise you. Okay. I'm not recommending just do 48 hour fast. Okay. It's not what I'm right. saying, <laughs> but slippage. So where does the slippage come in? It comes in when the result doesn't match the expectation. You get a reward on the scale or you don't get a reward. You think you should get a reward because you did everything right. And it's maxi in the face. Or you're only using the scale as the only tracking metric that you have. You're not looking at your energy and your and your mindset and your productivity and your sleep and your measurements and quality of your relationships and the conversations you've had. You're just literally looking at a number down on the ground, bending your head down and going, ah, crap, here we go again. Yeah. Yeah. So slippage typically will slip in then and be like, all right, well, <sighs> right. And then it's a subconscious thing. You fall back into some behavior patterns. You may not be closing your window on time. You may not be setting a timer. You may no longer be walking after dinner. Life mm -hmm. happens, right? Remember those old bumper stickers? I think it was in Forrest Gump, right? It was like bleep happens. Yeah. Right. And it was like yeah. the yellow bumper sticker with like, I don't remember what it was, but it was, oh man. Yeah. Bleep happens, right? Right. So life happens. So does bleep. Okay. So. <laughs> We have a non-explicit rating, so I'm really trying to keep it PG-13. Right. So even though occasionally one gets lines. through. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't listen to us right now, Apple Podcast. Anyway, so the slippage component is something we really need to check ourselves. The things we did to get here in terms of habits, are we still doing them at the level that we were doing them? Because we'll get this a lot where people will, will come and join a challenge and then they become part of our coaching group and they'll be doing great. But then the, the, t the only time the scale moves or the needle moves is when they do a challenge. Yeah. And then they get frustrated in between. And I'm like, yeah, but look at all of these other things that have changed your mindset, your why, your sleep, mm. your, your measurements, your, your work, like all of this other stuff has changed. Your habits have changed. You're yeah, literally transitioning things long term things that matter. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, but the scale only moves. Okay. Well, how about we focus on what we did right and how attentive we attended to attentive we were <laughs> to our daily habits and actions. So the slippage is a real thing that just kind of sneaks up on you and you don't realize that it. it's like lurking in the shadows mm. because you've had success and the scale has been rewarding you and then you get stuck. And then it's this yeah. mental gymnastics. Well, let's go back to where the success was. Where are those foundational habits that move the needle? Set the timer, focus on hydration, walk after dinner, because it's not magic that the weight came off. Yeah. It's the result of your consistency and the consistency tends to fade when you hit a weight loss plateau or what mm. we like to call momentary maintenance. Yeah. Sometimes that slippage comes in in the form of your coffee cup 
you know, or, you know, going back to the, the pantry. The Starbucks you, order. Yeah. Going back to the pantry when you were focusing on things that were in the fridge or more keto or more lower carb and that was working, you know, and you're feeling better, but then you kind of stumble back, you know, towards the pantry where, you know, snacky stuff lives and it's carbohydrates, yep. right? Like I've never done it, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm no. not speaking out of experience or anything like that. So, you know, when you find yourself at one of these points, when you recognize some points of slippage or, you know, not not setting your timer anymore or something else along those lines, you kind of left behind some of the tools that helped you get to where you are, then, you know, refocus, just like we talked about on that, on that two meal a day, it's, you know, it's okay to like to downshift for a minute. Okay. It's okay to downshift, regroup, say, what was I doing when things were working and things were moving in the right direction? And then focus on doing those things again, build them back up, strengthen them back as a foundational habit, bring them back. And then you'll find yourself, you know, rocking and rolling in the, in the right gear again. You kind of get things, you know, ready for action. So this person came in with a who are the what, why, how, when, and I feel like I'm doing all the work and very tactical and logical. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here going, no, nah, it's none of that. Nope. <laughs> it's not tactical. It's not logical. It's not rational. It's get into the limbic system, get into the why, why are you doing this? What are your daily habits? What is your subconscious behavioral pattern? And here's a tactical realization. If you've lost 20 or 30 pounds and say you've got 40 or 50 to lose, or say you've got 60 to lose, you're halfway through your goal. So your total daily energy requirements just decreased 5, 10, maybe even 15%. Mm, good point. So here's the question. Has your plate changed? Wow. By 10, 5, 10, or 15%? Yeah. Has your fasting window changed by 5, 10, or 15%? Has your nutrition opportunity decreased? by five, 10 or 15%. And the reality is the answer is probably, yeah, no. Yeah, not yet, not yet. Have you figured out something to do in that five or 10 or 15% change in your fasting time where you have that decrease in the need for your nutrition window, right? So have you put in something new to take your mind off of the food that used to be there or the time that you used to be spending in the kitchen yep. a little bit longer, right? And so sometimes that's part of momentary maintenance is like getting some of those reps, like, wait a minute, life has shifted. My lifestyle has shifted a little bit and I don't want to go back to where I was. So, okay something's going to be different here. If it was the same way as what I did before, then the results will be the same. So I'm looking for new results, right? So, so that some things will be different for sure. 100%, 100%. So last one, Tommy, as you wrap up today, I had a question come in, have a nine day trip coming up this Saturday. I'm thinking about doing OMAD oh, nice. while I'm there. Just wondering if there are any other things I can consider during our vacation to help keep me on track. Great the question. two travel days will be flame days. So first and foremost, Travel flame days as travel days are incredibly freeing. Yeah. Because you're looking around, people standing in long lines, lines that wrap around the terminal, racing to get something, eating food they typically wouldn't eat, you know, <laughs> or food that's triple price. Okay, it's a burger. It shouldn't be $23. Okay, just because I'm in an airport. Okay, right. price gouging 101. <laughs> right. Oh, it's I'm traveling. I'll have a drink. Right. If you yeah. pack your snacks and got your snack bag and all this stuff. No, it's so freeing when you travel just to be like, I'll just eat when I get there. No, I'm good. Yeah. I don't need right? so much simpler. Okay. Now Look if you have kids to that meal, that vacation traveling meal. with the kids, totally understand it. We got three under seven, not the same situation, but as adults, mm -hmm. especially if we travel solo or without kids, super easy. Okay. Yeah. So vacation framing, we've had this conversation multiple times, but there's something that I wanted to mention this time, Tommy, and it's this. What is an acceptable feeling when you get home? 
Mm. What is a successful vacation for you when you get home and you think about going back to day-to-day -day life and stepping on that scale and back to your air quotes, diet plan, weight loss plan, fasting plan, whatever. When you mm. come back, what is an acceptable vacation or victory or win for you? Because that's the place that you need to start. Mm. Did you enjoy yourself? Did you eat at the restaurants you love? Did you sample new local cuisine? Did you rest? Did you work out? Did you walk? Did you focus more on the experience rather than the food, right? Yeah. Like, what is an acceptable win and what do you want that to feel like when you get home is the place that you need to start when you start thinking about what you're going to do and not do on a vacation. Wow. Did you connect with the other people that you went on vacation with? Or did you have the right, the right amount of brain fog to actually do that? <laughs> Were you able to actually enjoy the excursions or the trip because you had a higher energy level than you would have in, you know, on, on trips in the past? Like these are big wins. But if we come home and then all of a sudden we step on the scale, and then it smacks us in the face to a level that we weren't expecting or is outside of the acceptable range, like what you're talking about, then that can really like sour Man, the memory I did of it the again. trip, right? Man, I did it again. Yeah. I got to start my next plan after my next vacation, after yeah. the next life event. No, the whole point is being able to exist in this new identity with these new core behaviors and these new core values to be able to live in confidence and in congruency in these life events. So give yourself some grace, open up the windows, but put some boundaries. What do you want it to yeah. look like when you get back? Three to five pounds up, is that acceptable? Disrupted mm. sleep, is that acceptable? If you drink on the vacation, are you actually going to rest and get restful sleep while you're there? What's the point of the vacation? <laughs> if I'm going on a vacation, not with kids. If I'm going on a vacation, I want to rest. If we're going on a vacation with kids, I'm their confidant. I'm their you know, white glove fractional vacation service agent. Like it's different when you vacation with kids, but I'm saying as an adult, you but go dad, on a vacation, but dad, yeah. rest, recover. And all of those things are a key component of it. So when you, mm -hmm. OMAD's great, but I would say open up the window, put in your non-negotiables first, and then have a reasonable expectation of what you want that to feel like when you come back. I'd like to take just a few minutes, not too long, but before I actually go on the trip and just map out a little bit, you know, I, I like to have an idea of, okay, this restaurant or this type of restaurant sounds pretty special or the locals are recommending it or just kind of block off and go, I'm going to ask for some recommendations here and I'm going to put some things in that like excite me, not necessarily just the the stuff that's kind of convenient or close by or in front of me, you know, because it's at uh, yeah, you know, the hotel or the resort sure. or, you know, whatever, like that stuff's a dime a dozen. But if you're really like, if you're going to a new state or a new city or a new country, then it can be an incredible time to experience something new that can be really, really cool. And also be very motivating to take 18 hours before you, you get to that place or take 24 hours before you get to that place and go, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm probably going to have a few more calories than that I would typically eat, or maybe the window is going to be a little bit longer, but I'm going to enjoy the heck out of it. And I can also fast going into that as well. Like I like still setting a timer, even if it's a shorter timer on vacation, I like still doing that. It's just part of the lifestyle it just supports those other habits, even if it's not a super long fast or something like that. It doesn't feel so off and on like, oh, I went on vacation. So my fasting lifestyle took a break. And then I have to turn that back on, like fire up right. the machine again when I get back. Right, right, right. hundred percent. So we want fasting for life, lifestyle, lifestyle right. adaptation, science of lifestyle design, right? The stuff you hear in our promo. 
it's all the same. 200 episodes in, 3 million downloads plus, we're still having the same conversations because it's not a sprint, <laughs> right? It's a marathon. Like we need to continually level up, continue to work on these things, continue to grow, continue to step into our new values and identity as we shift down the BMI chart, right? Up mm. the healthy chart, right? As we continue to walk this stuff out. So I absolutely appreciate everyone listening, everyone's questions, continue to submit them. Yeah. If we don't get to yours, it is not because we don't want to, but we try to pick the ones that have a bigger breadth of application to more people. And we tend to group them together in ways where we know that there are multiple questions kind of layered or multiple conversations layered into these. So keep reaching out, keep sending us those questions. Tommy, as always, great conversation, man. Appreciate you. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day -day life. While you're there, download your free fast start guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.